Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. And while you remain standing, I'm going to read a few verses out of Acts chapter number 3. Acts chapter number 3. And verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaped up, stood, leaping up, stood, and walked, and entered with them in the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. Praise God. And I want to preach on this subject. Money is not the answer. Jesus is. Oh, hallelujah. Would you pray with me right now? Jesus, have your way. Jesus, let your word move us. Jesus, God, let the will of God be done. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. You may be seated. Money is not the answer. Jesus is. So this man was said to be lame, crippled from his mother's womb. And so he never walked in his life. So now he's an adult man. He's, and he had people carry him to the, the gate of the temple called Beautiful, where he would have a little, you know, a little uh, cup that he would shake and get, and get some alms, or in other words, some, some uh, offering. He, was, uh, he, he had to beg uh, for his existence to be able to get enough to, to, to live by. Amen. And so uh, he just happened to be there when Peter and, uh, and John were going to the temple in the hour of prayer. Amen. And he, uh, he asked for alms and, you know, maybe shook his cup. Hey, can you help a, a you know, guy having a hard time here? And, uh, and, he, and Peter said, look at us. And he looked at them, you know, hoping to receive something, you know, monetarily speaking. And Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have. Amen. But I think he could have said, you know what? You don't need money. You need Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Money is not your answer, sir. Jesus is. Amen. And Peter took him by the right hand. Can you imagine this? Lifted him up. Praise God. And said, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. And his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he not only, he didn't just limp and just like, oh man, I haven't walked all my life. No, he walked and leaped and praised God like he was a natural. Like he'd done it all his life. Amen. That's how God can work. Amen. You could have been in a situation for years and all of a sudden it'll look like you always were uh, doing what you should have been doing. Praise God. It'll look like you never had that problem. Praise God. 
In fact, many times in the Bible when Jesus or when the apostles uh, prayed for people and they were healed, people didn't recognize the people because they were used to seeing this guy down here. And now he's jumping up and down. They said, hey, is that the lame guy at the gate? Beautiful. We've seen for years. Amen. No, it can't be. He's this guy's. This guy's healthy. Oh, yeah. He said, I'm the same guy. Amen. And it's all because of Jesus. It's not what people put in my cup that got me where I'm at. Jesus did. Oh, praise God. Now, I realize we need money in our lives. Amen. Everybody likes to have a little extra walking money. I like to have, you know, if I have a couple of green bills in my wallet, you know, I feel like, well, praise the Lord. You know, I can I can drive around and get a little hungry and I can, you know, go through a drive through of one of the, you know, you know, distinguished, uh, amen, gourmet uh, fast food restaurants and, and get me something to eat, praise God. And that, that's nice to be able to do that, you know, every once in a while. It's nice to have money, amen. We need it. We we obviously have to have it. We got to have it to buy clothes and food and, and a host of other necessities in our life. And we need money for transportation and for a place to live and, and to pay for college and go on vacation and you name it. We need money, amen. But I'm here to tell you, in the scheme of things and when it's all said and done in our life praise God too many people put too much emphasis on the importance of money in their lives amen to the detriment of Jesus in their lives we need Jesus he's the answer Jesus is the answer well if I just had more money life would be better if I just had more money, I wouldn't be so down and out. If I just had more money, amen, it would take care of all my troubles and all my problems. Oh, no, it won't. Amen. You give some people more money and they get worse. You give some people more money and all they, all they find out is they have all kinds of relatives they didn't know they had is showing up and saying, hey, I heard you got some more money. We could get some of that, can we? Amen. The Bible said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, but verse 9, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For, excuse me, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Amen. But see, can I tell you something this morning? Amen. Jesus doesn't care. Jesus doesn't mind if you have more money as long as more money doesn't have you. Praise God. He doesn't mind. Praise God. As long as the money isn't more important than him in your life. Praise God, because when that happens in your life, people will be tested. People will be tested to see if they love Jesus more than this big old chunk that they just got. Praise God. I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, he doesn't mind. Amen. He, in fact, he wants to elevate people's lives. He wants to bless people's lives. He wants to help you. Praise God. Amen. I read in the Bible, I know Abraham was rich, and he was called the friend of God. David was rich, and he was called a man after God's own heart. Job was rich, and he was called a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Daniel was rich, and the Bible said an excellent spirit was in him. 
So Paul did not say money was evil. Paul said the love of money. Amen. The desire to get money. I got to have money. I got to have money. Now, I'm not saying that when you need money for your bare necessities, amen, and, and you're trying to, you know, work and scrap and get ends meet, that I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that, that get their, their wrong eyes on the wrong thing, amen, instead of Jesus. Praise God. You need more money? Go to him. Praise God. He has all the money. Woo! Praise God. He's got it. He said, the love of money is the root of all evil. So we must not love money more than we love our family. We must, you know what? People, people that the, the, their, their kids never see their, their dad sometimes because they're always working and off and whatever, and he, they don't really need to be. They just want to be. And, man, yeah, maybe they have nice things and they got extra presents. Uh, amen. But you know what those kids want? They don't want the presents as much as they want the dad. Praise God. Amen. So we must not love money more than we love our family. We must not love money more than the... Amen. At the expense of our reputation or character. And we must not sacrifice our spiritual well-being and salvation for the sake of money. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody needs to hear this today. Praise God. Because God had put it on my heart. Amen. And above all else, we must not love money more than we love Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus always has to be our first love. If we're going to do good in this life. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one to despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You say, well, what's mammon? I'll tell you what it is. Another version of the Bible, amen, gives you another word for mammon. The, uh, the English Standard Version says you cannot serve God and money. Amen. It's either or. But see, God doesn't mind you have money as long as you don't, you know, you're not, uh, that's all my life and I'm going after it. Praise God. No, he wants you to serve him. Praise God. Amen. And let, the, let him bless you. Let him bless you financially. Let him elevate you at your job. Let him bless you. Amen. In your situation. Let him bless you in your finances. Because let me tell you, amen, like the old Beatles song, money can't buy you love, praise God. And money can't buy you true happiness. And money can't buy you healing. And money can't buy you a happy and healthy marriage. And money can't buy your kids salvation. And no amount of money can pay for the forgiveness of your sins. Amen, amen. money's not the answer Jesus is. Money can't pay for one, even one of the smallest of our sins. First Peter 1.18 said, for you, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold and silver. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Amen. It was the blood. We need Jesus because he's the one with the blood. He's the one with the name. He's the one with all the power. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. 
And all the money in the world can't buy your way into heaven. Amen. Praise God. You know, when, when, when Bill Gates, and I don't know what his soul's like or whatever, I'm, not, I'm just giving him an example. You know, he might just be fine or whatever. But when he stands before God or when Elon Musk stands before God or when Warren Buffett, I'm just naming all these big shots with billionaires, when they stand before God, amen, they're not going to be able to say, you know what, I was, you know, it, it kind of fluctuated because, you know, you know, Elon Musk knocked me out of the top spot, but then I was number one billionaire in the whole world. I was the richest man in the world for a while there. So, God, I got a lot of money. You know, how about, you know, I just give you a few billions here, and you just let me in those pearly gates. And he said, nope. Amen. He's going to say, money's not the answer. Jesus is. Praise God. Can't buy our way. I don't know if this is uh, actually uh, a, an official true story or if it was just, uh, uh, you know, uh, hearsay or whatever when it comes to Howard Hughes, who was one a very rich man, amen, but on his deathbed, he was said, supposedly said to have said, amen, I would give all of my money for a few more minutes of life. Amen. But you see, money can't buy life. Money, when it's time, when it's your time to go, amen, and God uh, wants you to go, you're going. Praise God. He's the one that gives us the next breath. Praise God. Amen. He's the one. There was a rich man in the Bible. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? I've worked hard all these years. Uh, you know, he said, to my, he said to his soul, soul, we're going to eat and drink and be merry. We're going to build bigger barns and bigger grain silos. And we're going to expand the business. And we're going to do this. And we're going to enjoy our life. He had all these plans. And that night, the Bible said, God said, hey, you're a fool. Amen. Your soul is required of you right now, tonight. And he said, what is all this stuff that you were thinking about? Where's that going to, where's it going to go? And he said, so is everyone who's not rich toward God. Amen. We got to be rich toward God and he'll be rich toward us. You give and he'll give. Amen. You give and he gives even more. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So money can't do any of those things really, but Jesus can. I said, Jesus can, praise God. He can do it, folks. Put your trust in Jesus, not in the Benjamin Franklin on your $100 bill. Praise God. 1 Timothy 6, 6 says, True godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Amen. Serving God. Living for God. And being content where you're at. We don't have to be satisfied. We can always want some more. There's nothing wrong with bettering your life. Amen. But people that are never content and they're never happy with where they're at, praise God. Amen. Those are the ones that got to be careful when they're the looking at, oh, if I just had some more money. Amen. But true godliness accompanied with contentment is really wealth. Amen. Wealth is not just dictated and defined by what's in the, the stock portfolio, the 401k or the bank account or stocks and bonds and CDs. Amen. I'm telling you, praise God, there's a lot more wealth in Jesus Christ than all the money in the world. 
Praise God. And he said in verse 7, After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave. Amen. You didn't, you didn't even have your binky when you came in the world. Someone gave that to you after you came in here. So you can't even take that with you, let alone this or my car or this precious thing or this or this wad of money or whatever. You can't take nothing with you. You might as well put some treasure in heaven, and you might as well bless somebody else while you're here. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah, because you can't take it with you. Amen. I'd never seen the moving van, the 40-foot moving van over there and loading all the furniture into the grave. Praise God. I'd never seen a U-Haul trailer hooked up to, amen, the back of a hearse heading to the graveside. Yeah, he wanted to take it with him. Oh, yeah, that's why you have grave robbers because everyone saw that. Praise God. You can't take it with you. Praise the Lord. You might as well be rich in God and with God and for God and to other people right now. Because money's not the answer Jesus is. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 5, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. You talk about riches. You talk about wealth. Knowing that God is with me always, even to the end of the world. Knowing that I've always got an angel with me. Knowing that I've always got God with me. Amen. That's worth more than a lot of money. Praise God. Let Don't let the love of money cloud your judgment. Because when we have Jesus in our heart, we are rich. When we have Jesus on our side, we are rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Amen. He came to this earth so that we could be rich in many things. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And that's not just monetarily, although God will bless. He will bless us. He wants us to have stuff. He wants us to, to be blessed. Amen. Because he wants to show people in this world what God will do for somebody. Amen. That comes out of the miry clay and gets their feet on the rock and starts walking with him. And how he'll elevate and he'll bless and he'll use people. Praise God. Amen. So what kind of riches does he want to give us? He wants to give us, he wants us to be rich in mercy, rich in faith, rich in grace, rich in peace, rich in comfort, rich in forgiveness, rich in love, rich in purpose and fulfillment, and rich in eternal life. I'm going to heaven someday, and you can't put a price tag on that. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. If we will put God first in our life, in our heart, and in our finances, then he will take care of not only our needs, but also our wants. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of things I need, and then there's some things I want that I really don't need. You know, when you go window shopping, you're like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. My wife says, don't you have like five hammers? Yeah, but that's a different hammer. Amen. Right, Brother Mario? we got to have... Have enough hammers, right, Brother Ralph? You can't have enough like 
paint sprayers and stuff. You got 10, but this one's real cool over here. Amen. If all these go out, I got to have some extras. Amen. You know, so you got a hammer in your car. You got a hammer, uh, you know, in your in your bedroom or something, you know. Amen. In case, I guess, you know, in case you get to knock somebody in the head or whatever. Amen. You got a hammer in the kitchen. You got a hammer in the garage. You got a hammer, you know, in the church office. You know, you, got, you need a hammer. Amen. But God, he, wa- he wants to give us needs. He wants to give us wants. He loves us. Amen. But he wants to make sure we keep our priorities right. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's not for the sake of punishing us. It's for the sake of our well-being. Amen. He knows what money can do to people. We read about it already. You see, God said in Psalm 84, 11, The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. No good thing. A need or a want. Lord, I, I bless us so we can go on vacation this year. He'll answer that prayer. Just keep your priorities right. It's all about where our priorities lie. Matthew 6.31 Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or where? what shall we wear? You know, What are we going to drive? Where are we going to live? How are we going to pay for this? And how are we going to pay for that? He said, For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. You see, get first things first. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. He'll take care of you. He said, for after all these things the Gentiles seek. You know, Gentiles in a literal sense in the Bible were anybody that's a non-Jewish person. Amen. So, Probably everyone in here, unless some of, somebody that I don't know might have some Jewish uh, blood in you, amen, but for the most part, maybe all of us are Gentiles uh, in a literal sense, uh, amen, but in a New Testament spiritual sense, uh, what he's referring to is Gentiles are unsaved people that are not living in the light of the Lord, and so they got the cart before the horse, and they're going after the things and the money because they don't know any different, but when you get introduced to Jesus, amen, you got something better, amen, and I get the, the horse in front of the cart and let Jesus lead and let Jesus have his way. Amen. So Jesus is letting us know his people should not act like the Gentiles act when it comes to all this stuff. Amen. And obtaining money and possessions. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and he'll add these things to us. You know, when God told Abraham to take his only Uh, the only son from Sarah, Isaac, the son of promise, up to the mountain to sacrifice him. Amen. That was one of his roughest days. Amen. He went up there. He was about to do it. And God said, okay, I just wanted to see if you'd give me all. Wanted to see if your priorities were right. And and Abraham passed that test. And then uh, they, they saw over on the other side of the top of that Mount Moriah, there was a ram. There was a male ram sheep uh, uh, up there 
that was his horns were stuck in a thicket and they went and grabbed that ram and it was the substitution for Isaac amen and they man and Jesus is our substitution praise God and they offered that ram amen in place of Isaac praise God and then before Abraham left that place he named that place amen and he named it Jehovah Jireh which means the Lord will provide I don't care if it's the 11th hour. I don't care if it's one second before the time something's going to happen. Amen. God will provide. If you got, you're a child of God and you put him first, God will provide. You just wait on him. You just be patient. Trust in God. He will provide. Woo. Amen. Jesus is our provider. Jesus is our sustainer because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills and all the diamonds and the jewels in the hills. He said all the gold and silver is mine. So the bottom line is what I'm trying to say this morning, amen, is money's not the answer. Jesus is, amen, but Jesus has all the money. Well, I thought Warren Buffett and all those guys had it. Well, they do, but they don't really... You know, they, they don't really have it because Jesus could make some, you know, moves on his heavenly chessboard, and all of a sudden that money got transferred somewhere else. Oh, that something happened over there. What's going on? Amen. Because God can move it all around. I'm telling you, amen, by personal experience, amen, out of nowhere, when you least expect it, you can get money, you can get a blessings from somebody you weren't even expecting it, from somebody out of the blue, show up at your door, an envelope, show up in the mail, amen, something happened, praise God, something electronically uh, deposited in your account, you don't know, amen, but as long as you realize Jesus is the answer, then God will handle the money side. Oh, he still wants us to be good stewards of what he gives us. He still wants us to be frugal. He still wants us to be smart in our finances. Amen. But the bottom line is he is the answer. He is uh, the source uh, and he is our supplier. And my last verse today is Philippians 4.19. But my God, shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God's going to do it. Would you stand with me? My God's going to supply all your need according to his riches. And he has the riches beyond this world's riches. Folks, he created this world. He knows... He knows where everything's at. He knows who has what. Amen. And he knows who needs what. Who wants what. He knows what your need is. You just put it in his hands. You just put it to prayer. You just believe God. And he's going to work it out. Let's put God first in our lives. Let's focus on our Father's business, which is the business of the kingdom. Let's shine the light of the Lord on others. And let's, amen, be out and showing people about Jesus. And let every one of us win one person. Let's win somebody to God this year. Amen. The heartbeat of God is the salvation of souls. His whole mission is for the church that he put on this earth 
to reach out and try to get as many people, amen, saved as possible before he comes back. And Lord, if we are focused on that mission, then he'll be focused on my needs. Amen. He said, don't you worry about that stuff. You're out there telling people about me. I like that. You're out there shining bright and living according to the Bible the best you can. I like that. Amen. You're out there showing, amen, another way in the love of God. Amen. And giving people hope. I like that. Amen. I'll bless you. I'll bless you. I'll bless you. I'll give you what you need. Amen. What you need to wear, what you need to eat, where you need to live. I'll bless you. I'm the answer. Jesus said, I'm the answer. I'm the answer. Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.